Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Cybersecurity Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Christian Redshaw. Christian, uh, how are you doing today, my I'm friend? I'm doing very well. Thank you, sir. How are you? I, too, am doing well. I'm doing well. Excited for today's episode. You tell us who's the guest. Uh, the guest of today, uh, she's joining us all the way from Salt Lake City, is Elisa Garn. Uh, she is the uh, founder and CEO of Level Next. Uh, I think it'll be a really fantastic conversation. Uh, so we'll take a momentary pause here, and we'll bring her on board. Let's do it. Elisa, thank you so much for joining us on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast today. How are you doing? I am great. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm, I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, as you know, you're one of my favorite people to uh, follow on LinkedIn. Really grateful to, to have connected with you there. And you always bring such positive energy and, and, and warmth to every conversation that uh, um, that you bring. And so I, we're really grateful for that you're able to carve out some time to come on the podcast. Um, I thought maybe we'd start with you talking about yourself. Hopefully you enjoy talking about yourself. Uh, but, you know, starting off with maybe just sharing with our audience and uh, in terms of who you are, uh, where you've been, share a, a little bit about your narrative and uh, what's brought you to where you are today. Sure. Well, I like to tell people that I'm ref- I'm a reformed HR professional, uh, but don't let that fool you. I still care a heck of a lot about the HR profession. I just no longer am practicing in the profession any longer. Uh, but I did that for about 17 years, and actually, uh, I think which is pretty consistent and traditional with a lot of people in this profession. Uh, It's not like I was 10 years old at fourth grade career fair, like I can't wait to grow up and be in HR. Uh, But I did have a mentor at a seasonal job at a ski resort that uh, some people say they were pushed into things. And I feel very strongly that he pulled me into human resources by spending some time to really help me identify some of the strengths that I have and things that I'm naturally good at that would lend well to the profession. So spent uh, probably eight or nine years doing administrative HR so payroll, benefits, employee relations, compliance, uh, more of those traditional roles. Then I did some recruiting for an agency, which got me more involved with the business acumen side of running and operating not just the recruiting function and HR, uh, human resources, but also just really, really igniting a fire into an entrepreneurial side of of, uh, my talents. Then spent a few years doing executive HR, working with executive level leaders doing either consulting or in-house HR. And then that led into employer branding, which uh, I found I loved even more than HR. Uh, And then I was like, man, I'm just going to smush all this stuff together and go start my own company. (laughs) So at the beginning of this year, 2022, I launched a tech company called Level Next, which is a mentor matching marketplace. Essentially, you go there to find and connect with your perfect mentor to help you achieve whatever it is you're trying to within your career aspirations. So that leads us to today. Oh, that, that's a fantastic narrative. Uh, I know, I'm, I'm really curious now about Level Next. Um, wondering if we could just l- understand a bit more about sort of why you identified that as an area uh, to focus on, an area that you thought um, that you became passionate about. You know, you mentioned about the uh, you know, mentoring community. Um, tell us a bit more about sort of the the why behind it. Yeah, happy to. Well, as I mentioned, my career started with a mentor, which I'm very fortunate to have that experience. And I felt that many of the changes and advances that I've had since then have primarily come from sponsors that were once mentors of mine who have either directly or indirectly taken a chance on me or helped me develop uh, the skills that I was able to achieve, which uh, not going to college or university was critical to my to my long-term success. 
but looking for the deficit of mentorship in what exists in the world today. For one, the pandemic driving so many people either to work remotely or hybrid schedules has really disrupted the traditional concept of trying to find a mentor within your own organization or your boss because it's just harder to connect uh, virtually in that way. So less companies have formal mentorship style programs um, when it really leaves it to the individual to find them on their own. But if you don't, if you're new to your profession or if you're trying to break into a new industry or you're shy or you're an introvert, there's all of these obstacles to overcome or for, you know, like also diverse groups, right? Like underrepresented minority groups. It's a big struggle to find the right people that can help you. Uh, not just not just achieve your own career ambitions, but also help you see what you don't know that you're not seeing, uh, which has been m- most of my mentors uh, have have been able to shine the shine light on those things um, for me. So I, if I can get a little bit like altruistic, holy smokes, like we're not talking religion, but I do think that when it comes to how generationally we transfer the wisdom of what was learned within our lifetime and try to pass that off to the next generation. Um, we don't, we haven't figured that out really well yet. You know, I can go online to YouTube and ask how to fix my lawnmower and I get my answer in less than a second. But if I'm trying to figure out how do I navigate the political scene of an organization that has, you know, an executive staff that, that maybe doesn't have the best leadership acumen or is not self-aware? How do I figure out how to do that? I could probably try a Google search, but the likelihood that I'm going to get an answer and an answer that is invested in me succeeding is nil. Like it just doesn't exist. So having more of a personal connection and a relationship-based opportunity that expands past transfer of knowledge, which is how I think we tend to learn now. You know, we go out and we find our own answers and it's very self-learning based and crystallizing that into a transfer of wisdom, I really think is the solution to closing this gap of being able to stop repeating some of these cycles of lessons we're having to learn as a human race to hopefully, for one, keep us on this planet for maybe another hundred years, uh, but absolutely be able to challenge some of the most difficult things facing not just businesses, but our, our existence. Uh, that's deep, deeply profound, you know, and I'm, I'm really interested that, you know, in the context of what you're doing, that you're, you know, there's a focus on uh, on the te- on technology, on the technology sector, because I mean, um, you know, coming up through IT ranks and uh, myself, you know, I, I see in the broader IT profession and technology professions where there's information hoarding, where you, you know, to the, the what you're talking about there, sort of those generational gaps where you have these, you know, air quotes, senior IT people who, for the fear of being replaced um, and various other insecurities hold on to that information right they view that as well i can't be fired if i'm the only one who knows how to you know operate this system or this it tool or, or platform uh and you don't have knowledge sharing right uh, uh, technology um, professionals are are known for being you know just absolutely terrible from a mentorship perspective and and uh and knowledge transfer perspective so i think it's especially in a in in a time where we are so heavily reliant on technology you know the need to pair that with mentorship and knowledge transfer um i, th- I think that's very very intriguing that that you ended up focusing on on that area um i guess one, one last quick question for me before i hand the mic over to christian was um when we're talking about trying to convince people who that you know, again people who maybe been around for many years that you know they can be mentors um, 
how do you convince people in, in the value of mentorship, right? And I, I guess this, this is true for a lot of things, right? There's some people that you can convert to a new way of thinking, but there'll always be a, you know, a group of people who you can't. But um, to, how do you convert the uh, unconverted right now when it comes to the, the power of mentorship? Well, I think there's a there's a couple different questions even within the question because first of all, everybody is a mentor to someone. Uh, I use the term silent mentors a lot in my own upbringing because I have looked at others as influences on I like that trait about that person or I really like the way that they handle themselves in these situations. So whether they know it or not, I'm taking advice and coaching from individuals that may or may not even recognize who I am. Um, sometimes they're public figures, you know, for those that follow certain celebrities or, uh, you know, we kind of, we put certain entrepreneurs and business owners up on pedestals specifically within, you know, the business community. So I don't think that there is a lot to be discovered about, uh, well, maybe maybe that's not true. I do think that in order to be a more um, effective and intentional mentor, looking at it from a lens of, I, I know that I'm being this example to others, either directly or indirectly, that self-awareness and EQ definitely comes into play to make an effective mentor. Um, but I, I know, especially for women, I can't speak holistically. I, I, you know, I've never been a man. I don't know what it's completely like, but I can tell you what it's like being a woman. And I have to overcome many feelings of self-doubt and imposter syndrome and trying to balance the grace of humility and ego uh, is very difficult. And where women are, you know, primitively, we're instinctively driven to be harmonious and we don't toot our own horns and we're very unlikely to... Um, to rock the boat in terms of better than or success because we want everyone to be harmonious and equal. And once that gets disrupted, it just causes problems. Whereas for men, I think it's more intrinsic to be like, I want to climb the ladder. I want to get to the top of the hill. I want to beat, you know, I want to beat my chest and let everyone know that I've done this. I don't think either one of those is right or wrong, but it's been really difficult, I think, to bring women into the mindset of mentorship because of just our, it goes against our innate nature of we are so good at being caretakers and we're so good at eliminating obstacles and removing barriers for others because that is what we do. We're nurturers. But when it comes to this, this idea of seeing ourselves as a leader, as somebody that's helped shaping someone else, as somebody that has value to add, uh, that other people are going to not only want to listen to, but be able to gain benefit from, it's very uncomfortable. So I think that, you know, to, to, maybe bring all of that together and try to answer your question more directly. Um, one thing is you've, you've got to work on your self-awareness and you've got to develop enough emotional intelligence to be able to have the self-respect and confidence necessary to, to pass those things on to others in a way that doesn't deteriorate your own, uh, your own worth. Very, very good. So Elisa, you are speaking to a fellow uh, Myers-Briggs uh, ENFP. So I'm not a woman who can't relate to you there, but we can relate on that level for sure. I wanted to uh, dive in a little bit here on the mentor matching marketplace that you're talking about, uh, that you launched this year. What is the experience for those seeking mentorship and the mentors? Are these mentors uh, people that are within your network that you've brought to the table, or how do they come about? getting involved? Well, 
again, this I think there's a couple answers to this. When launching a, a new company, I've never done this before. So uh, interestingly enough, um, and blessedly, I'm getting to build my very first tech company using my mentors. <laughs> so not only do I have formal board of advisors and board of directors, which are necessary, you know, for growing any company, but I have an incredible network that I've been able to cultivate over the years that I can pull from to say, hey, I have no idea how to raise funds. I know I need money and I've got to make payroll and I've got bills to pay, but how do I do this? Like, what the heck is equity? And I don't know how to figure out stock options. So either being introduced to the right people like here's an attorney that specializes in that that can help you out or I've got a buddy that is looking to you know take a chance on a side hustle give him a call these opportunities of people that know me well enough to present those opportunities I am an engaged mentee full full force because I've seen the benefits of it myself Mentees that are coming to the platform at this stage, most of them are going to be probably first or second degree connections of mine because this is a very small startup where I'm starting with my inner circle, which will eventually grow to another circle, which of course through marketing and advertising will hopefully get much bigger than me. Um, I know that I only have so much of a circle of influence, but if I can amplify that with every circle that we bring in with a new mentor that can then take it to their networks, I think that's, you know, that's a globalization of, of change and impact I hope to have. Um, but the mentees that come in right now are, it's, it's a tricky balance because I wouldn't say that there is a consistent expectation at this point. You know, we've got a lot of looky-loos. We've got a lot of people that are kicking the tires. Like, what is this? I'm interested in mentorship, but I don't exactly know what it is or I don't want to pay for it. Um, but what we're finding is there needs to be commitment on both sides. It's not enough that people just want to be mentored. And by the way, it's not enough to just want to be a mentor. Um, I'll just I'll go on a little bit of a rant here just for two seconds because I think this is important. But I'm a big believer in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So if you're not familiar with that, essentially, there's many, many books out there about it. It's a, it's a very famous psychology. Uh, I can't even remember the guy that, well, it's Maslow, but I can't remember. Um, I want to say it was in the, I'm going to get it wrong, but I think it was in the 1800s that he wrote this. But the concept is you have to have foundational needs met in order to get to the next level of needs. So if you think of the base of a pyramid as true survival, right? Food, clothing, shelter, your basic, basic survival needs. If you're being chased by a lion, you're probably not hyper-focused on where you're going to be living. So once you have your basic needs met for survival, then you get to move up into things like, okay, I need a stable job. I need somewhere where I can feel safe and I'm not going to, you know, worry about getting fired. Got to be able to provide for my family. Then you get into things like relationships and you're looking for connection and love. And then you're looking for things like status where you want to be able to get promoted. But eventually when you get to the tip top, all your needs are being met. At the top of the pyramid, we have this altruistic best self of like, we have nothing else to gain. At this point, all we have left is to give. Most mentors that come to Level Next have an expectation that, you know what, I'm at the top of my pyramid. I'm good. I've kind of, I've, I've exceeded in my career. I'm doing really well. And I have all of this now to be able to provide back to my network or to, to others that, you know, can succeed on, on my success. Um, what we found with the mentors is they don't stay at the top of that pyramid for very long because as soon as something else, life happens, right? Like 
family members die or get sick or we lose jobs or there's a hurricane or heaven forbid a pandemic. And when things start to change and shift the balance of our hierarchy of needs, if we're just doing something because we can and we're at the very top, one of those other things starts to push up against it. It's no longer a fit. It's the first thing to go because it's just you're not there anymore. You've got to take care of those lower needs first. So what we found with the mentors that come on platform is they've got to have a concept of giving back. Like that's just part of it. There has to be a selflessness. But the secondary motivator has to be tied to either. But I also want to make money at this or it's an ego play of I want to gain status from this. One of those two things has to support the altruistic give back. Otherwise, they just don't stick with it. And they're not as committed to their mentees and their career success because they just give up on them. On the mentee side, if they're not paying for it or if there's not a larger commitment, uh, typically what happens is there's an expectation that the mentor does the work and does it for them. Or they come in without really understanding where they want to go, and it's kind of a waste of both of their times. So this isn't the only way that mentorship happens, but when you're trying to build a company and revenue channels and direct your marketing efforts in an appropriate way, you have to get to a pretty narrow lens of what your customer base is. And for us, those are the, the two lanes of customers, of mentors and mentees that we have found pair really well together to create lasting relationships that move well into sponsorship to be able to give them some of those more long-lasting like network effects and introductions and helping them break into certain companies or roles that most people, that's what they want in a mentor. Uh, for the record, that's probably one of the best side rants I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 I know I felt so bad because I think I did such a good job. I got Christian all choked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very, very rarely has, has he uh, uh, been that 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 uh, lost for breath there. But uh, um, no, I, I think that, that so, there were just so many pearls of wisdom there, um, you know, and, and so much depth there. And you know, I, I, you've done such a wonderful job. Um, and I, I love how you're talking about, you know, things from an altruistic perspective as well, and and recognizing that, you know, when that sort of the mentor-mentee relationship as well, how, how it's very much structured around the fact that it's not just if one side is giving too much than the other, uh, then it's not going to work either. You know, I, I know even from you know, I'm a big believer in in mentoring next generation cybersecurity professionals, and um, you know, I always get a kick when you know someone reaches out and asks to be mentored, and I say, yeah, sure. You know, I'm, I'm always open open to doing that. And you know, sort of the first thing that out of their mouth is, you know, get me a job. And I was like, well. I, I don't know who you are. <laughs> like, like mentorship isn't really exactly. It's not. It's not quite. You know, take, 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 take. Um, you know. So I, I think you do an absolutely wonderful job there in, in explaining sort of the, the that in, in, in ways that uh, our listeners and, and audience here will, will, will understand and gravitate towards. And I think it's just absolutely amazing what, what you're what you're building there. I think it's absolutely fantastic, and um, we're um, we're very grateful that you you were able to spare some time and uh, uh, join us on on the podcast today. And uh, also want to give a, a great shout out to your room rating. I think it's a terrific backdrop that you have there, and uh, it's definitely a you know, room rating scale, at least nine out of ten, if not ten out of ten. Oh, <laughs> but uh, maybe a ten out of ten if I could get it to where it wasn't mirrored and yeah. you could read it the right way. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say that the uh, I see that you have you're reading the or have read the subtle art of not giving. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm actually reading that book right now. Awesome book. Uh, Such so, a good one. That's why it's that's why it's on the top. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. But uh, uh, Elisa, thank you so much for uh, taking time and joining us on the podcast today. 
Thank you. Thanks, Elisa. Awesome. Uh, Krish and I will be right back to wrap up today's episode. That was a wonderful conversation. You know, it, it's uh, it was really really interesting to hear uh, Elisa's journey and sort of her focus and passion on building a mentorship for community, sure, especially in, in tech circles, which is um, often an area which is, can be very hard to find um, wisdom uh, sharing and uh, yes. information sharing and, and, and mentorship. So I think it was absolutely tremendous to, sure. to hear the journey that she's on right now. For sure, yeah. For me, the thing that stood out was that wisdom transfer from one generation to the next. That's what's missing, and that seems like that's her why for doing this. Uh, absolutely, I think it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, just great, great information. And uh, for for anyone who's listening and you know, was on the fence about whether or not they should be a mentor, uh, I think uh, Elisa did a great job of explaining sort of why that is so powerful for for people to uh, engage uh, as as their lives and career uh, uh, goes on. Uh, but special thanks again to uh, uh, Elisa for joining us on the podcast today. Today, and always that special thank you to our loyal listeners and viewers who join us each and every week. Um, if you did miss a previous episode, do check out old episodes on the Cybersecurity Matters YouTube page uh, and or on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, But until next time, be well, be safe, and we'll see you again on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Mm -hmm.